What's up? Hello, hello. Hey, welcome back. How you been? Good. Well, ups and downs, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. What could be I going know, on? Right. But uh, how are you doing? How are you doing this week? What's up? I think pretty good. The only, only, we, we uh, well, I'm trying to think uh, through my head here because we actually went and got the, the first vaccine for the uh, uh, coronavirus. And then a few days later, I started getting a head cold. I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized that we went from warm weather, 60 degrees, to all of a sudden 32 degrees and snow. My brain just clogs yeah. up. So. But yay, clapping, because I'm so excited <laughs> that you got your vaccine. Yeah, that's something. We used to be not anti-vaxxers, but we were very cautious and really concerned about vaccinations and stuff. But I think that I was taught one way by my school in chiropractic school. And so I've spent a lot of time researching this one and felt comfortable with it and decided to do it. And actually the only thing that happened from it was just a, a sore yeah. arm, otherwise no big deal. So, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, when it comes to vaccinations and stuff like that, it's kind of controversial. Do yeah. what you want. I'm, I'm not going to yeah, judge you. We're not you. here to tell you what to do. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that you got that done. How, how is everything else going? How does it feel to be back in Utah with that snow right after you got back from Cali with all those beautiful beaches? Yeah. And after somebody sent me a picture of beautiful yeah, beach in Delaware. Uh, Delaware, I'm like, uh, well, I actually might be heading back down to California because a gentleman that I coached soccer with for many, many years is at 80, 81, and he just fell and broke oh his gosh. arm. Yeah. And his daughter was on our team. And I always thought of her as like my own yeah. child, not realizing she's only like nine years younger oh, than yeah. me. And she's like, Donnie, would you guys come help? Oh my gosh. And I'm like going, oh yeah. Cause last time the, the poor guy got sick and he just failed to thrive to live. And he's a very yeah. energetic guy for a guy that's had a few shoulders, shoulder surgeries and stuff. So I might go down there for a couple of weeks and help, help her and her father and nothing else to do. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's in a great area down there in the Caneo Valley. So uh, me and Twyla might head down there and help help her out for a yes. couple of weeks and then come yes. back home. I am excited for that. Totally do it. You know what? That's just another excuse. I would say that's your universe, your higher power, your angel guides saying, hey, we recognize that this is where Helvey needs to be and we're going to find a way to get him out there. And plus, like you just your impact on people, like we've talked about it before, how you make such a difference on people's lives. And so they're calling you back because they know like your value. That is so cool. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, I, I think it's great. So we're just he they had to put him not in a they had to put him in a full care yeah. facility for anywhere from two days to two weeks. So she's just waiting to hear back. And then we'll probably just drive down. And if Twyla needs to come back for work, since I can do it from wherever, then we'll just fly her back. And hey, yeah, that's great. it'll work out. Yeah, cool. Totally. Well, that's fun to hear. Yeah. Have you been keeping up with the news or anything? Or? Um, what do you mean by that? I just, you know, just what's going on and around the world and stuff and anything out there just pique your interest at all? Or has it been pretty just getting used to Delaware and your surroundings? I mean, it's been, I feel like 
we are at a year into this COVID-19 pandemic. And recently, like the past couple of days, I've seen so many memes or like, you know, videos and parodies just kind of poking fun at, you know, the just two weeks, guys, let's stay home for two weeks and then we'll flatten the curve, you know, and here we are a year later, almost to the day where we went into quarantine and oh my God, oh my God, I just realized today's my trauma anniversary. Um, so that's, yes, for sure. I've noticed some things coming up with that, but I was just was thinking with like the COVID pandemic, we are a year into it and still trying to find an apartment has been ridiculous. I mean, I did this a year ago when the COVID-19 was really just starting. And so it was crazy. Like I did not even meet a single person when I went to do apartment listings it just was like, they just had a lockbox and you went in and that was the end of it. Whereas now it's just like, there's no one around. You do a 3d virtual tour and everything's online. You don't even get to look at the place here. You do like, you literally do everything online. And then if you like, think you want it, then it's yours. And then you move in, you don't get to see it prior. So that has been a little stressful. So it has been pretty difficult to find an apartment. I think just like having the change has been really difficult and I thought it was going to be a lot different. And I'm realizing I had a lot of expectations that I'm sort of having to just release right now, but it has been so stressful and like more difficult than I thought it was going to be trying to find an apartment or anywhere to live because of the COVID-19 pandemic a year later, they still have so many precautions and just so many hoops that like you're having to jump through it's just it's been ridiculous and I'm just like losing hope at this point or like I'll find a place but it doesn't have availabilities till August and I'm like okay well why are you putting it online right now why are you saying it's available three units available and then I call and you don't have anything for four to five months so it's just I feel like I'm wasting so much time and I'm just like starting to wig out hardcore about finding somewhere to live and then I'm also feeling like I'm becoming a burden staying here because we're still here and my dog is still here and my five-year-old is still here. And, you know, and there's, we're eating the food here and we're using dishes. And of course I'm like trying to make it as least of a burden as possible, but it's, it's different. It's hard. That, that burden thing. And I was wondering if that's where you were going to go, because I know that I feel the same way with it too. Even when I was, living with my friends in California for the winter and we were paying rent and I still felt like I was in their way and they were just, they were just excited to have me there. And, and like I said, I was, I was giving them rent money and stuff. And what triggers that burden? Why do you, cause we talked about this last week too. I mean, your sister said, everything's okay. You're out there looking, you're doing everything within your power. Um, just keep doing yeah, that. I think, I think I've, this is just like something that I've always felt and it's like from trauma and from the way I was treated you know in certain years of growing up in those developmental years if you're not getting that healthy attachment then you form you know a different attachment styles or you start having um, internal beliefs and I just never felt like I belonged in my family I always felt different and like I really am still different um, I am you know the only one who is very confrontational about, um, you know, just unhealthy behavior. And I'm literally the only sibling who will do that. And so it is, I just, I don't know. I've never felt like my puzzle piece fit into this, you know, family puzzle. So I've always had a really hard time 
just feeling like a sibling, you know, like the other day, one of my siblings called my sister, Sarah, and she was um, having to focus on a task, but she kept finding herself going back to her phone, you know, and just, you know, scrolling through social media or whatever. And so she called my sister and she said, Hey, I really need to concentrate, but I keep picking up my phone. Can you just FaceTime me, put me on mute that way? If I try and pick up my phone, I literally cannot do anything because I'll just be reminded, Oh, I'm supposed to be focusing. And my sister was like, yeah, sure. And it was like out of her way. Like we went on a walk and we were like doing things and she still was just like holding that phone, trying to wrangle things. And I was like, I would never like, not that I don't think Sarah would answer cause she would, or be willing to do that. It just was like, I would never even think to call any of my siblings to be like, Hey, I'm really having a hard time concentrating on this task. And I think that made me realize how different I do feel in this family and how even now as an adult, I'm still recognizing patterns and behaviors that I'm carrying through my childhood, you know? So I do, even though Sarah has expressed like, you're not a burden, it's just like, I am a burden, you know? So I'm trying to like release that. Well, you said there's two things there. I want to, I want to ask two questions. One, you said being an adult and I got a feeling you don't feel like an adult. You feel like the little kid. And two, when you were growing up, were you the type of person that walked on eggshells throughout the house to make sure A, you didn't make waves or B, you could fix whatever the confrontation was? Absolutely. Well, A, for sure. Like I just posted on my personal Facebook page. um, I finally like posted on there my decision to move to Delaware. And I literally said, like, I have been choosing decisions and, you know, making choices based on trying to create the least amount of waves. And I've been doing that my entire life. Like I really want to do this, but how can I do this without bothering anyone? And like, I still did that when I moved here. I didn't say goodbye to anyone. I didn't like literally do anything. It was, I'm just going to leave without making, you know, ripples in the pond. So for sure. I mean, and of course with the family I grew up in, it was toxic and unhealthy and it was very low functioning. We did not have two ideal parents who were, you know, giving us those secure, healthy attachments or the attention that you need just through your, especially your developmental years, but not, I mean, from zero to 18, you need attention. You know, you need someone to be guiding you and teaching you, but especially during your developmental years where you're a kid, you're a toddler and your whole life depends on someone else. And I'm the second youngest child. So I just feel like at that point, my mom had just completely given up in the marriage and she knew she had like other kids, but she just had her own issues to deal with. So I, I never got the mom that my older siblings got. And that's like super painful and hard to speak about with other siblings. You know, because it does, it does bother me sometimes that some of my older siblings are like seriously so incapable or incapable of creating or sticking to boundaries with one of my parents. And it's, it's hurtful to me um, for my own reasons, like nothing on them. It just bothers me. But it's also, I can see how it affects their lives because they can't create this boundary because they do have a certain view of this parent in mind. And they had that, they had that parent, they experienced a healthy parent, you know, in the younger years of my parents' relationship. But 
I never got that relationship from either of my parents. So I've always been independent. Like we've talked about that before. I'm extremely independent. I was like cooking and cleaning and everything on my own by like eight years old. And like, um, my mom drove to Utah with all of my siblings and like my parents knew I was responsible enough to stay home alone for like three days. I was eight years old and I stayed home alone by myself for three days in California because my dad was driving to Utah or my dad was driving to California and my mom was driving to Utah because they were like split residences. And my mom didn't want to wait for him to get there because she didn't want to be there when he got there. So she left and I was there home alone for three days and I absolutely fucking loved it. I was eight years old and I loved having the house to myself. When my dad got there, it was spick and span. It was so clean. I'd been cooking all the meals by myself, completely responsible as an eight-year-old. So now that I'm in my sister's house, I'm 25 and I have a child of my own and I'm, you know, I'm cooking meals to be helpful. I'm cleaning to be helpful. I'm doing what I can, you know, as a chauffeur or, you know, whatever I can to be helpful in the house. And it's like, I do feel like a kid. Like you nailed it. I do feel like I'm mooching, but I'm, I, I say, I know I'm doing everything I can, but it doesn't feel like I'm doing everything I can because I, you know, my mind says, if you were doing everything you can, you would have your own place already. You know, you'd already have found a job, you know, A, B, C, and it's just not working out that way. And, you know, like, I don't know what else I can do, but keep continuing to try and, you know, find a house and keep making those phone calls and, you know, just trying to release the thoughts and the patterns or the beliefs that I know are not true, you know? So if, if the roles were reversed, what would you do? So <laughs> if the roles were reversed, I would say, good job. You're kicking ass. Or I, I really want to say I'm right on top of that rose from um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I love that movie. But for sure, like, it's it's hard to recognize that I am doing a lot, but I don't have those results to show for it. So it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything, you know, but when I look um, on my phone and I see all of the places I've called and all of the applications I've submitted, you know, I, I can tell that I'm doing a lot, but if the roles were reversed and it was Sarah doing all of this and Sarah staying with me, you know, I'd, I'd be doing the same thing Sarah's doing, you know, you're doing, you're doing good. You're doing what you need to be doing. And the universe has a timeline for you. So, you know, if, if you weren't here, you wouldn't be able to connect closer to Matt or you wouldn't be able to have Duke connecting like that much closer to his aunt and uncle. Like last night we were playing X, this Xbox connect game. Oh my gosh. I don't know why it's so hard. We have to do like all of this jumping to collect all these coins and stuff. And it's connect. So like you can see, you know, you have an avatar and it's so funny and it takes pictures of you. And so afterwards we're sitting there laughing and like Sarah's in the background, you know, and Matt's sitting there like pointing and laughing and me and Duke are like jumping up and down and doing this crazy <laughs> stuff you know so if I had already found a place we probably wouldn't be connecting and making these memories right now and this weekend we went to the beach and it was my first time going to the beach since we got here and it was just so magical and it was also on the spring equinox when we went and which is also the beginning of the Aries cycle and the Aries the beginning of the Aries cycle is the um, beginning of the zodiac year and so it's all about new beginnings and starting over and birth and creativity and it was the first day I went to the beach and I was like yes 
this is the day I needed to be here. This is the beginning of my new cycle. And I, I trust my divine guidance that I'm receiving. So I know that the right house, the right apartment, the right location is coming along. I just need to be patient. Yeah. And I asked that question knowing that I was going to get that answer, but I think at times we need to hear that from our own mouths hitting our brain to understand that it's okay. It doesn't mean it's going to make it easier on you and that you're going to change. Now you've changed. Now everything's going to be fine. Yeah. But I think even you just added that one aspect of it that we get to make these relationships. You got to go do that on Sunday, which I guess if it's Aries, you kicked us Pisces out of it. Now it's a, it's a new, new time. (laughs) (laughs) We are thriving in Aries cycle. Yes. And I, I noticed that there was a student that had graduated from, from the same school that we were at for merit. And she said, you know, buy Pisces bitches or something like that. Yes. Welcome in the Aries. And so I guess, you know, it was, that's funny that you mentioned that because I'm like, what is all this stuff? But that makes sense. Yes. It's, I'm just, I'm really so excited and I'm so glad that I was able to go to the beach specifically on the first day. And it was the spring equinox. Like there was like so many people there and it was so amazing. And Duke and I were, we took our shoes off and our socks and we were going into the water, even though it's freezing. And this lady was walking by and everyone's like wearing coats. Like Sarah was wearing a zipped up coat and like goes to her knees, you know? And so this lady's walking by and me and Duke are like playing in the water and she's like, are your feet cold? You know, like, you know, laughing at us. And I'm like, this is my first time to the beach. We just moved here. And she stopped and chatted with me. It was COVID safe distance. And even at, um, on the beaches, you do have to wear your mask unless you are in the water. And so she was standing like six feet away and she even had her mask on and we were just discussing and she was like, well, welcome. Like, we are so happy to have you in Delaware. This is a woman I've never even met. And she's just talking to me, welcoming me at the beach. And it was, that was for sure divine timing. Like this random lady, for sure, she was a spirit guide, um, just welcoming me to the beach and to, to my new cycle. It's so exciting. I'm so grateful <laughs> that I was able to go. That is really cool. Question back to what we were talking about earlier. You're a mother. How do you not continue that cycle of burden, feelings, and... Um, you know, how do you, how do you teach Duke to not carry on those? Cause they're, th- that's uh, toxic is the wrong word. So give me a new word that right. it, that limiting belief system or maybe, um, yeah. it's hard. I wish, I wish I could give you like, this is what you do, but I honestly, I don't know, but I know how I know how to carry that burden because that burden was given to me in my younger years. So I know what not to do, if that makes sense. You know, it's just a lot of it for me was things people would say or do growing up that gave me the feeling like, okay, so I'm not that welcome here, or I should be doing this differently, you know? So I, for sure, whenever you have someone, you know, staying in your home or, you know, just, you know, that they're feeling like a burden, whether it is no no matter the situation, I would just validate that. Hey, we are so glad you're here. We're grateful that you're here. Um, And for Duke as a parent, and we're saying in this house, because he's so young and it's different, we don't have our normal routine. 
you know, we don't wake up at the same time and there's also a time change. And so that has been a little bit difficult and also it was daylight savings. And so we lost three hours instead of two. So it's like, oh my gosh, of course. Um, You know, so what I do for Duke is I just try and stick to our routine as much as possible. And I also try to give, um, you know, the members of the household here their normal time. You know, because at nighttime they have their normal um, chill out, watch a show where they kind of just chill, de-stress after the day. Where before bedtime, normally with me and Duke is we get the last of our energy, the last of our wiggles out. So we'll go outside and run or walk or go for a quick bike ride or something. Whereas here, that's like the totally chill time. And so I'm trying to let Duke have his routine, but also integrate you know, the routine here. So it's hard to give you a step-by-step approach, but, you know, if you feel like someone could feel like a burden or you recognize that maybe they're feeling uncomfortable, don't, you know, beat around the bush and, you know, you know, give them hints. Like, we're glad you're here. Just, just come out and say, we're glad you're here. You are not a burden. We are happy you're here. Let me know what I can do for you. And that's like the number one thing Sarah and Matt have been doing is if you need this, please let me know. If I can't get back to me because Sarah is at work um, from like eight to five, then she'll call me or she'll text me as soon as possible. So, you know, communication, communication is key. (laughs) That's like, it works in so many different ways. Seriously, just communicate how you're feeling. And if something is becoming a burden, I'm not saying that in a negative way, if something is really getting in the way of your normal routine and it's stressful for you, then just communicate that, you know, because I'd rather have, hey, Duke is bothering us. We do need a little bit more alone time instead of me being like, I don't know if they need more alone time. Can I send Duke in there? You know, and so we have been communicating and I would say that is the best advice I could give. If you're feeling like a burden or you're worried that someone else feels like a burden, communicate your feelings, be honest, don't beat around the bush. Yeah, I think you nailed it by communication is always the best. And I'm, I'm a good communicator in some things and horrible in others. Oh, yeah. And then you said, I think the other thing is you've, you've changed the language. You've changed the way that you speak to your child. And I'm not saying, again, I'm a parent with my baby's a 22, 23-year-old. And I've made mistakes. And my parents have made mistakes. And so we just, we just try to fix those mistakes. But I think the, the biggest thing is just changing the way we speak to people and you know, like you're okay, everything's all right. Or even when you sit down with your child, just say, okay, this is personal time for them because of this, what's going on. It doesn't hurt for a five-year-old to hear, you know, that we're, we're making these things, situations better, you know, for everybody. Totally. And I feel like that is a big thing that doesn't happen is adults feel like they can't explain the situation to children. And so they'll just try and distract them. Like, Oh, we're just going to go do this activity, you know, but then it, I just, I don't, I don't like that because I was a very observant child. So even if people told me we're going to do this activity, it was always like, I know we're doing this activity because they're doing something over there, you know? And then you're wanting to go over there and see what's going on where I've just found, you know, as an intern doing things with children and then being a parent of a five-year-old at this point, it's like, Hey, listen, 
Matt and Sarah normally watch TV for 30 minutes before bed and they do a little de-stress. So instead of being inside, we're going to go outside. We can play in the backyard with Kai and the dogs. We can go watch a movie upstairs in the loft. And then he's like, oh, okay. Whereas I'm like, let's just go out on a walk. And he's like, no, I want to play with Sarah and Matt. You know, it's, if I can just explain to him what's going on, then he knows what's going on. And he understands I need to stay away for this amount of time. Does he understand time? No. Will he ask me every two seconds? Can we go back inside? Yes. But at least he knows that this is the situation and he understands that we're waiting until a specific time to, you know, go do whatever. So again, with children, communication is key. All you have to do is really communicate what's going on, how you feel, what needs to be done. And like it will work out. And if it doesn't work out, pay attention. Why? Yeah. 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 Just, just uh, as they say, read the room. Yes. Yeah. Read the room. Yeah. That's, that's really good. I think that, you know, we've discussed a couple of things today about how at times we can feel like we're a burden, even though we know we're with loved ones that want us there, want to help us. And they're, they're there knowing that we're going to, we're going to get out of their hair eventually. And I don't mean that negatively. Yeah. And then understanding how we can change the way that we we speak and think, and then it's just it's just important again just to open up and just to be understanding and even saying something like, "Not did I do something wrong?" Because I always hate it when the athletes would say, "What can I improve on?" It's like, "No, come to me and say, hey, I'm working on this. Would you watch me do this?'" And so sometimes yeah. it's like that's like, "Not did I do something wrong?" It's like I can feel some tension in the air. You know, maybe I need to pick up the pace a little bit more. Can you, can I have some job responsibilities that you guys really hate to do that I might like to do? Like maybe I could take out the trash for you or, or I can, I can mop the floors on Mondays for you. That's the dishes and the cooking. So I've been able to, and I love to cook and I love doing dishes. Like I have never had a dishwasher in any place I've lived. So I just like do dishes and I do like my thinking when I'm doing dishes. And so like, since I've gotten here, they don't have a dishwasher. So I was like me, me, this is me. I will volunteer. I volunteer tribute. So I have volunteered to do the dishes. And then again, like I love to cook. So I've been cooking some meals and it's fun because I get to, you know, talk to them while we're cooking and it becomes like a social thing. Or I know that they get to have that extra time to just chill or relax because neither one of them, neither one of the adults needs to focus on cooking or cleaning. So it gives them extra time to chill. And that helps release my feeling that I'm a burden because I'm like, oh, well, I, at least I know that I'm able to cook this meal. At least I know I'm able to keep the kitchen clean and, you know, do these things for them while I'm at the house. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good way to go. Honestly. I mean, the compliment is there because it's not easy when you feel stressed and when you feel burdened and you, and you, you do kind of want to check out sometimes we all do, but you're, you're cognizant of, of your surroundings, you're watching what's going on and you're taking care of yourself too. Yeah. Um, I really want to quickly hit this um, kind of topic. We kind of um, covered it at the beginning of today, but just that we are, we have been in this COVID-19 world for a year. And if you are hitting that wall and you are wondering, you know, when is life going to get back to normal? I just want to validate that you're not the only one who feels that way, that if you are feeling the I'm using the word negative, negative side effects of COVID-19 where you feel more isolated or you're having a hard time reaching out or you're feeling more depressed. Again, you are not alone. 
I want you to know that you're not the only one feeling this way because I have been feeling for sure. I mean, just the frustration of finding an apartment in this COVID-19 world has been really difficult, you know, and traveling um, was difficult, but just, you know, being at home and knowing that you can't go out and see certain people or you needing to quarantine or traveling or whatever your life looks like. You know, if you're working every day at home instead of going to the office and you're having that social aspect, like whatever it is that has been changed in your life because of COVID-19, you know, please know that you're not alone and that you do have a support system here at Hannah and Helves. And you can find us on Instagram at Hannah and Helves. So if you guys do need anything, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk through anything with you guys, especially in this COVID-19 world. So Remember, you are not a burden. Communication is key. Remember, be happy.